storage unit or something. A storage unit. That's what I need. You need a storage, storage unit. unit. You recorded me already, aren't you? Yep. Okay. That's what the big red light is. That reminds me, um, I, I did I did receive a lovely message oh, yeah. from um, one of our listeners. Yep. Do you remember, was it Paul who who uh, took your advice on the on the Orby? Yep. And uh, and he said he's got a, what does he get, an like 82-inch Samsung? Yep. And... I jokingly said, "Oh, look, uh, geez, what did he win Powerball?" Yeah, and he got he got in touch with me on, yeah. on Tech Guy. What did he say? And uh, he made some interesting uh, observations about our podcast, including oh. including the fact that uh, you you know how he, he he's amused how you like to record me yeah. without me knowing I'm being recorded. Man, there's a big red light. Hello. Uh, well, now there is, but before there wasn't. Now Paul. Mm. He's a former policeman. Oh, good on you, And Paul. he said, uh, he's now a private investigator, and he said, uh, do you know it's a criminal offence to record a conversation without the other person knowing? Well, Paul, let's take it to court, my Hang friend. On, unless you have a warrant. And I said, mate, can you come around and arrest Trev for breaching my privacy? Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> Your Honour, well, let's go before a court. So just describe the circumstances for us, Trevor. Well, Your Honour, um, I was sitting with headphones on. Uh, he was sitting with headphones on. We were both holding microphones, which were connected to a recording device. Your Honour, the defence rests. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd get a solid lawyer. You'd be able to. You'd be able to tear that argument to pieces. I reckon. Mate, listen. <laughs> if you if you get a lawyer, I get a lawyer. Yeah. And mate, it's all about money, mate. If you got money. Imagine the war. I got money. We can do it. Imagine the war that you and I could have. <laughs> about what? What would we have to go to well, war, Trev? I don't want to. But this is my point, yeah. right? But yeah. of all the people I wouldn't want to cross, yeah, one of them's you. Exactly right. Now, I don't want to break it. Like Stephen. Kramer said, you don't want to get on my bad side. But of all the people you don't want to cross, yeah. Me, <laughs> we, under, we we understand each other. Yes, Trevor. yeah, we have a mutual acknowledgement of each other's absolutely um, situations. Yes, of course, so yes. the other we're thing allies, is, we're allies in this in yeah, this world. Yeah, I've got access, but there's uh, where there's other allies. Anyway, um, the the thing I was going to say before we get going on the show, yeah, um, is I think we might change the start of the show. Change it. Yep. Controversial. We might get rid of the intro. question without notice. I mean, this is the thing. I um, the intro has been around since seven years. Yeah, seven years. Because um, it's actually called Open in two thousand twelve, and it mentions your tech life. Um, but but the reason is, I was looking at the analytics of the podcast for the first time ever, ah, and they, they after thirty seconds they tune out. <laughs> it's because of the long intro. No, so there's a dip. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's very very small. But okay. we listen, folks. We know that some of you are pressing the skip forward forty five second yeah, button right. somewhere here. That's a good idea. I might even. Oh. I, I was actually. I, I'm oh. not just saying this because you because you mentioned it. I was thinking for tech guide. Yeah. I was thinking of doing the same. I was thinking so of I was, a much I was shorter thinking, intro. I was thinking we just start with this. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, that's the intro. We're done. We're into the show, baby. That's it. Yeah. This is it. Episode three hundred seventy-seven. Thanks to the Netgear and Uniden. <laughs> that's how I suggest we we now do the show. Well, that's it. It's official. It's official. Done. It's done. It's done. from this point on. And yeah. and there's going to be people who are going to get halfway through this and go, "Well, oh, hang on. When's the intro? What do I skip?" So <laughs> you've skipped the bit. Keep, you've already skipped the you bit. Guessing. Where we talked about how you don't have to skip the bit. Okay. But here's the interesting <laughs> thing. So I was uh, I was with our friends at Wooshka, who is yep. how we uh, we host the podcast yep. um, at Apple, and and oh, look, oh, you know, not 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 being too egotistical, but I think I know most of the stuff going on with the world of podcasting. Yep. But you always learn something from those kind of conversational sessions where you're talking about things. And I, to be honest, I just hadn't logged into the analytics because Wooshka, as a platform, tells us how many people are listening, where you're listening. We, we know. We yeah. know who you are, folks. But what Apple has is how long people are listening for. Yeah. And it was, it was a bit scary because mm. the woman said, uh, she said, look, if you're getting 90% plus, uh, that's great. If you're getting 80%, it's okay. But if you're getting lower than 80%, you probably should rethink your format. And I immediately sunk and I thought, oh, Jesus, what if people are only listening? <laughs> what if? Yeah. And the lady behind me who I just met earlier, I think her name was Kate, um, runs a, a podcast called The Squiz, and it's like a six-minute daily news wrap. Every morning at 6 a.m. it's available to listen to yeah. it, and it's two people talking about the news. So yeah. instead of a news bulletin, it's two people talking about the news so that you learn it in the conversational yeah. sense. And she said, puts her hand up, she goes, why, why does mine say it's, they're listening for 120%? And I just went, oh, you show <laughs> All right? But it's interesting because we have the same. We have some shows people hit 90, 95, yeah. and some shows 110. Like okay. our CES shows, 110, 120, because people have listened back to bits. Uh, That's why. Okay. Fascinating stuff. It and is. so what so I was to say. So where was this? You had like a meeting? It was like a forum or something. 
little forum, yeah. Yeah. little little chat, okay. little chatsy, little chatsy wat. So Wooshka hosted it, or was yeah. it yeah, okay. at Apple? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, but what I wanted to do, I wanted to acknowledge our amazing listeners for putting Absolutely. up with this rubbish, basically. Because they're essentially putting up with whatever, whether we go 40 minutes or an hour, yeah. you put up with us. And we respect that and yeah, we thank they you. They hang that. in there, absolutely. They do. We, we've, it's, it's actually uh, almost to the day. What's the date today? It's almost to the day seven years ago mm. that we started the podcast. Yeah. Did we read out those emails? So happy, happy anniversary. Or was that off air that we were talking about that? I think that was off air, Trent. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's been a long... What happens off air stays off air, does it? Or not always? Well, mate, if, I'm not, if, you don't know, if you're not holding a microphone, you're not being recorded. Absolutely. Anyone else got a seven-year itch? And as I said, we do it all thanks to good people at Netgear and Uniden. And Stephen, um, our good friends at Telsite, uh, Foad and his team... Or just Foad, I don't know, it might just be him. Um, <laughs> um, Shout out to Foad. Good bloke. I did a, I was with him the X of the day they released this this data. Yep. Um, they put out some data this week about smartphone sales, uh, people's appetite towards smartphones in terms of buying them. And Telsite are not a – they don't have sales data, but what they do is they have great contacts. So Foad, you know, might have coffee with a bloke from a network. He might have coffee with another person from, you know, a, a, a telco – uh, from a phone manufacturer, mm-hmm. and you just get snippets of info, some yep. of it embellished, some of it not, but then you survey yep. over a 1,000 people and you ask them detailed questions about their buying habits, their thoughts, their trends, and there's a couple of things. Firstly, sales are down. Smartphone sales in 2018 are down on 2017. Yeah. By something like 3%, is it? Yeah, 3 Now, the, the headline here, in fact, your headline is, is Apple pricing itself out of the smartphone market. Apple, Samsung. Frankly, Huawei, they're $1,500 phones and stuff. Mm. Smartphones are, have never been more expensive. Yeah. And it, it's clear to me that those prices are affecting people's desire to buy. Now, to be very clear, I don't think it's stopping people buying them, but I think what it's doing is it's extending the life of them. So exactly, you're, yeah. You're more willing to ha- hold onto a phone for three years because you spent two grand on it rather than just upgrading and you know getting a new one because yeah. it's you know a thousand bucks and it's part of the well, life cycle. That that's that's what the observation is that, and I think it's hit Apple worse than anyone else is the yeah. fact that <clears throat> there's a lot there's a lot of company there's a lot of customers who are thinking oh I just saw the new pricing and I think I might hang on to my phone for another year. Yeah, they've just seen how expensive the 10s Max and the 10s are, as well as. The, the Huawei devices there, what's the, the Mate 20 Pro is 1500 bucks. I mean, you can get it for 14 but... You know, yeah, and, and there's the Samsung flagships are also are also quite expensive yeah, as well. Yeah, pushes up there as well, for sure. But I did I did have some interesting feedback, though, from uh, from a couple of people, including right. including uh, Sam Skontos, who's our good friend from Alcatel. Yep. And uh, he, he, he said that... Uh, and, and I'm reading here, it's not just one particular brand that's highly priced in the whole high end of the mobile handset market. Now, we've got to remember Alcatel is uh, a value brand yep. where they, they offer a lot of bang for your buck. Oh, totally. uh, he's saying that we at Alcatel have been telling consumers for many years that our best value devices will do the same job as those high end devices with the massive growth we experienced last year in Australia. I would say the message is well and truly understood and the consumer agrees with us. And I I 100% agree with Sam, and I think that shows not just with Alcatel, but I think Oppo too were striving towards this higher price point. And I think they've noticed that, and look, I don't know this at all for sure, it's anecdotal, but Mm. I think if you look at, say, five products they've got that range from, you know, 399 up to 899 and maybe a couple higher, they've gone, well, we're selling more of the low ones. Yeah. Let's just bring out more good, low-cost phones. Here's the problem. Uh, and, and another comment which actually sums it up better than I'm going to say it, so I'm going to just read it. A guy named Carl Robertson commented on my story as well. He said, great article, Steve. The pace of evolution has certainly slowed and consumers are looking for reasons other than a larger screen and a slightly better camera for upgrading. Yeah. Vendors need to innovate and provide genuine reasons to upgrade their device rather than just offer a new device and hope to sell it because it's new. Which hits that that's nailed it because you think about it and, and it's getting harder for companies now where you know you go to every new iPhone launch Samsung's going to have a launch in a couple of weeks we speculated what can they have new on there that's going to want to make people buy it yeah and whether it's having a whole punch screen or a better camera we're reaching the apex now where 
companies really have to do something different. And I think this year is going to be a great example. We're going to see folding smartphones, yeah. all these different form factors. So could this be the jolt, the, the shot in the arm that the industry needs to say, right, okay, we're going to justify this $1,500 price tag is it's this, it's mm. this, it's new, it does this. So I think we've sort of reached those crossroads now. Well, we, uh, EFTM, I mean, I've you know had stories with more comments, but the, I put this up and within 20 minutes there was like 15 comments. It was like, mm. wow. Yeah, like that, you know, well, you yeah. get that kind of instant, there's like 70 comments here and that the general theme is my Note 3 is still going strong, can't justify it. Still on the Samsung Samsung yeah. Galaxy 6 Edge, still great. Uh, price and fragility and the fact that it's completely unnecessary. I mean, uh, took delivery of the S9 a few months ago, can't say it's overwhelmed me. Um, I've owned each of the iPhone S models and happy with a three-and-a-half-year-old 6S. And people are basically, and you've got to remember, our audience, the people mm. that are engaging with us on social media, are They're fans the of technology. They're customers. But they're also fans of technology. Absolutely, yeah, so of course. F- imagine what the the average population, which mm. is one step below our direct audience, I would argue, yeah. um, is is thinking and saying. So, uh, you know, it's, it's staggering. Um, Matt Arnold says, been using iPhones since 2009, but it's definitely getting harder to justify the jump in price each year. Yeah. Just, so I'm going to keep the 10 for as long as I can. Just on the pricing, and, and, I, and, and Apple, I think their, their share in Australia is now, uh, I think, 9.1 million iPhones compared to 11 million Android. Yeah. But, and... In Apple's defence, that's one. Company. Apple is one company yeah. against twenty, yeah. so they're not doing too badly. But just on the pricing, though, and we commented on this at the time, to get into the new iPhone XS, so it's the base model, mm. the five point eight inch screen, it's sixteen hundred and twenty nine yeah. bucks. I was just, I, was, I just yeah. had the pricing up just yeah. for that reason, because I thought to myself, do we? Are we guilty because we regularly – I regularly am caught out – I quite catch myself out saying it's a $2,400 phone because the high end, yeah. you know. The Mac, 10S Max is $2,369. If the minimum is $1,600, yeah. well, I'm sorry, but 999 used to be the minimum. And the 10R, I think, is about – is it $1,200, $1,229? Yeah, so there's, yeah. No, there's not a 999 phone anymore. But but Apple though, and I think they've even admitted except this. for older models. Let's remember they yeah, still oh, sell there the are iPhone still 7. the 6s and stuff. Yeah, they, as well. they still sell the seven. The yeah. Apple still sell the seven. You can buy the yeah. six at Telstra but and and an Office Works. Point but. is though that Apple Apple don't have a new cheap product. Any new no. product's expensive. And seven, Apple yeah. Apple have admitted in the past themselves. They've said we just can't do it. We can't make a cheap device. They can't yeah. do it. And we, how many years have we been speculating they're going to make this affordable device, brand new? Remember, what was, what was the phone that had the colourful back? It was the 5C? And, and we thought, oh, that's going to be, that'll be like a $600 phone. It was like 800 bucks at the time, which, yeah. which, which was almost as price of the, of the flagship phone. See, this is why I argue they bring back the SE, yeah. right? Maybe not that's that small form factor again, but yeah. you've got the iPhone 7 still on sale, right? So you can go to the Apple store now and you can get a like brand new iPhone 7 for $749. Now, that is a two-year-old phone, okay? Yeah. And what sort um, of memory is that, though? That's only like 32 gig or something. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be the basic. That's low, 32 yeah. gig. Um, let's, let's go, I'll choose a silver one. So that's yeah, a, 32 yeah. gig, right? Yeah. Now, 32 gig is enough for most people, especially yeah. those smart Especially with the cloud, cloud storage, right? yeah, but, yeah, of course. So let's take the smarts of the 7, because the 7's got a great camera. Not the 7 Plus, the 7 has a great camera. And let's say this year, and I do believe this year is the year they change the design radically. I think they'll go, the iPhone will go to the iPad Pro style design with those square edges, um, you know, squared off edge. It'll so go back look, to the 5. Like the 4. And go back the four to the 4 and 5, and five yeah. style. Um, so, so come up with a brand new look for your 10... Apollo or whatever we're calling yeah, it. The Apollo. <laughs> um, come back, come up with a new look for, for, for the Apollo color or whatever it is. So you've got all these flagship phones at $600. And then sell something at 699 folks. 699 is a cheap iPhone. But if it's brand new, if, frankly, I'll tell you, the 799 is still a cheap iPhone if it's brand new. Now, yes, the iPhone 7 is brand new, but it's bloody a two-year-old phone. It's just so hard to justify. It is. I've got some more comments here that are interesting. Uh, the uh, My headline said, is Apple pricing themselves out of the market? Uh, Peter says, 100%. I've had every iPhone since launch, including a jailbroken iPhone original, which I actually had that myself. Yep. And I doubt if it will get if I will get the next model. They're just yeah. too expensive now. I used to be able to sell my old phone on eBay and pay 
maybe three to four hundred for the new model, but I don't think that will happen these days. Yeah, Dale says still using my S eight plus, got no plans to upgrade. Really can't justify paying up to yeah. twenty four hundred for a new phone. It's just crazy. You don't Con need man. a new phone every twelve months. Con says iPhones are way overpriced. In fact, they haven't really been innovating since Steve Jobs' death. This is my favourite. Ray uh, says, new Huawei Nova 3i arrived yesterday after several years using a 5S and 6 Plus. Definitely yeah. purchased on price and not wanting to commit to a contact contract. Loving it. Purchased after recommendation yeah. by you guys. So, yeah. Like, uh, and you know what? That, that was the, the one the that had sort of the purpley colour to it. The, the, the Nova. I'll, I'll review that yes. phone. It was one of my favourite Android phones of I, last I, year. I put it... I, I almost gave it phone of the year. Yeah. But... I knew that I just couldn't oh, – the flack or the, the argument I'd have to have to justify it because it was a on cheap, price. A cheaper phone, In the yeah. same way that I, many years ago, like three years ago, I gave Hisense the best TV, the Series 7, mm. because it wasn't – no, okay, not the best picture yeah. quality. Pound but for pound. on yeah. value, pound for pound, the Nova 3. Tick the boxes, mate. This uh, – Gerald says to me on my Facebook page, went to Apple to buy 256 gig XS or 10S last week, ended up spending 75 bucks and just putting a new battery in my 7. Yeah, well, that's kind of uh, that's contributed to the Apple slump as well. Like, do you remember late last year they had to revise their their profit uh, expectations yeah. because yeah. of the slump in China, and and they put that down to perhaps you know, trade tensions. But I think what what it actually was is that Chinese people are realizing that their Huawei's and Oppos are as good as the iPhones and buying local. So. Now that the other the other thing that customers can do put in a new battery, I think it was, I think the six battery replacement is still thirty nine bucks, yeah. and you can do the seven for how much? Like Seventy bucks. Apparently. Like that, that that just gives your your phone a whole new lease of life. So the other thing we haven't talked about that Foad at Telsite talked about as being a desirable thing was five G. Yes. Which I found interesting. That was which, surprising to which me. Which says to me yeah. the hype from Telstra has worked yeah. uh, and people are interested in 5G. So yeah. it's, it's fascinating because he, he basically says, look, this year sales are going to go up incrementally, but if Apple was to release a 5G phone, they would go up. Stunning. Yeah. But I, I actually said to him face-to-face, it won't happen. Oh, yeah. I just, mate, if it happens, I, I won't make a bet. But Apple won't do of, a 5G phone. But Apple won't do a 5G phone. Well, I, I had a conversation with uh, Alan Liu, I think we mentioned this last week, the, yep. the boss of Optus, and he said, mate, the phones aren't ready. They're yep. not ready. No. He said, it, it, Telstra, Telstra saying that they're going to have it in the first half of this year. He said, well, let's just wait and see. Yeah, and bottom, bottom line, even, cheap. even if they release them, they're going to be rubbish phones. Yeah. Okay? So it's interesting, though. That, that was interesting, though. The customers are interested in 5G. Towards it, which to me says... Remember, you just said, you know, he's not 2019 with foldable. Yeah. Frankly, let's just, you know, put Mark 2019 down as just another year. Yeah. And let's look forward to 2020. The Galaxy S11, the iPhone. Yeah. But there will um, be, like, Huawei's the announced the fold. Curiosity Rover, I don't know. <laughs> but Huawei have said they're going to release at MWC, yeah. Mobile World Congress, a 5G foldable phone. Good on them. It's coming. That's Same right. with Samsung. We've speculated that they could, they could unveil their foldable phone at at their new at their event, they unpacked yeah. in February yeah. the twenty first. Yeah, they could. So, and I, I've actually I did a video on Tech Guide. It's up on my YouTube page as well. That I sort of I I speculated about what we can expect to see, and how whether Apple will jump in straight away, and what how each company's got their own version of a folding phone, and how it works. Like the the three or four that I've seen all are all different. Then yes. not one of them is the same no, as the other. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's really interesting to see that this technology is out there, the bendable screen. Uh, and, and I said that looking into the crystal ball, I predicted that the future of phones isn't foldable, it's rollable, like the TV. Do you know the LG mm. TV? Imagine a shrunk version of that, that you can then have the screen pop out for your phone size and then pop out further for your tablet. So we're literally going back to ancient days when we had a scroll. A scroll, but it's a, it's a digital scroll. You've seen them in sci-fi movies and everything, but that's, if LG can do it on a grand scale, then I, I, looking down the track, you think, why don't they just shrink it down and make that the, make that the yeah, format? I think the most likely format is Motorola Razor style. You know? that, that's fine. That, that was in my video that's too. pocket-style yeah. um, phone that just Opens flips up. open and gives you what you've got now. So it's small. Yeah. I just want smaller version of what we have now that flips open to what now, we've that's got. That's key. I think that, that I don't think customers are going to sacrifice what their expectations. Like, yeah, we all expect slim phones, mm. nice phones, small phones. I don't think that having a folding phone is going to be an, enough of an excuse to say, well, okay, but the phone's going to be big again. Mm. There's going to have to be some kind of work there. The last phone thing I'll say is um, we are on the cusp of some form of weird trade war situation. 
between the US and China. It's either going to settle down and be cool or it's going to ramp up. Now, mate, if the US bans Huawei from America, right, China will ban Apple from China. Yeah, there's going to be dramas. And, and that's not the, good. The situation with Huawei in Australia is they, they were uh, banned from bidding on the yeah, 5G we've rollout. That and, yeah, we uh, well, that, well, that was topical for the Optus 5G rollout because they actually did the 4G rollout yeah. for, for Optus. So it was Nokia that got the job this time. But Optus insists that they're a multi-vendor company. There's no one company that always gets the work. And But Huawei uh, on the bench for this one. Yeah, I just think that China, because if Apple loses China, they're already you know, decreasing sales there if they yeah. lose them. Yeah. That's big for the company. It's a seismic event. That so that's be. probably the bigger news for, uh, for to, to watch in uh, in 2019. Anyway, uh, give us your thoughts. You've, you've shared a lot, and we appreciate your, your feedback thus far on our Facebook pages and, and Twitter. Uh, but hit us up at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick on Twitter, and uh, techguide.com.au on Facebook and EFTM on Facebook. Hit us up and read those uh, stories from Telsite at techguide.com.au and EFTM.com. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, 15, what were you like as a 15-year-old, Trev? I was an outstanding citizen. <laughs> I was, uh, Where were you? At school, at school, obviously. Where yeah. were you going to school, mate? Uh, was this well, one part 15, of your Queensland in, years? No, mate? no, year 11. I was in year 11 when I was 15. 15. I was in year 10 yeah. when I was 15. Yeah, no, I finished school when I was 16, mate. Uh, you were a year ahead of everyone. Because I started in Queensland. You were a, a prodigy. Because I started in Queensland. Because they don't have they daylight don't, savings. It just adds up to a whole extra year. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> wow! Is that what happened, mate? Shout out to all our Queensland <laughs> yeah. listeners that Stephen just so they're listening an hour earlier. Oh yeah, good. Uh, no, they don't have um, kindy there. Uh, they have what do they call a prep? Is it called prep? It's just preschool. It's preschool. Okay, because uh, my my uh, my brother-in-law, you know, Anthony, he's yeah. a he's a he's a Queenslander. Now. He lives yeah, up. They, the, well, his wife's a Queenslander, and he lives up God there. Obviously, with her. Yeah. and. Uh, He's he's uh anyway. he's always been wanting the daylight. No, so I, anyway. I turned seventeen um in December at the end of year twelve. Okay, I was sixteen all the way through. Year yeah, 12. I, I turned seventeen the at the start of year twelve. So I was yeah. already a boring nerd at fifteen. At fifteen, that okay, way. all right. But that's this is this is this is the funny funny thing about Facebook turning fifteen. Now it's an I don't awkward, know about you. It's an awkward teenager. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know about you, but when when I got the email from the Facebook PR people, they're going, here's 15 things you didn't know about Facebook. Here's the 15 big achievements over 15 years. I didn't even get an email from Facebook PR. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. I went, listen, you can stick your 15 achievements and your 15 things. I'm going to, I'm just going to write an article. And oh, that's what I thought. I thought it, it explains a lot. Imagine yeah. a 15 year old with 2 billion people's personal information yeah. and, and the ability to make money out of it. They'd be like, oh, okay, we'll do that. And then they'd be told, listen, you should have dropped off. You shouldn't have done that. They're, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Like they're 15-year-olds. <laughs> and in the scale of corporate world, a 15-year-old company is very young. Still very young, It's yeah. a It's a half-trillion-dollar company almost. Yeah. It's only well, been how old is Apple? Apple's 43 years old this year. And It'll it's worth twice as much. Yeah. Which, you know. And Google. Actually, Google's pretty young. What's Google? 18, yeah. 18 years? 19 true, years? Yeah. True, true. It's a, it's a bad example when yeah. you bring Google into it. But yeah. for the purpose of this analogy... Just now, let's all think about Facebook as a 15-year-old. And do we forgive it some of its sins now? Has it got pimples? Or do, we, do you forgive it some of its sins? Do you well, know what I mean? it's, yeah, I, I, I take your meaning there. But it's, I think the fact that it was kicked off by a 19-year-old in, in his dorm room, not, not oh, by... Sorry, you, you failed to use a, a 19-year-old dork. No, well, he's a, he's a Harvard... He was a Harvard undergraduate at the time. Dork. But he was, yeah, of course, he knew his way around the keyboard. And, uh, <laughs> he, 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 yeah, I think the fact that this was kind of the first real uh, startup success that, that we knew about, and yeah. the fact that now any dude with an idea or woman with an idea can make can have that, this kind of success, and traditionally. Uh, I, I know Apple kind of was started up in the garage, Steve and Steve yeah, Jobs yeah, yeah. and Wozniak, but. Uh, they were a little bit older, and n- traditionally companies are set up by old people, and it, it takes a lot of work to start a company and have mm. success. But it seems that this was the first example where they just out of the box just had this incredible. They were at the right place, right, right time, time with the technology, mm. and 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 just had that amazing growth. I think uh, after that, they launched on February the fourth, two thousand and four. Uh, four days in, they had six hundred and fifty users. Nine months in, they had a million. 
So just, 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 just that, that's amazing growth. Yes. And, in, and and brilliantly portrayed too in this in the film social The Social Network. Network, written by Aaron Sorkin. Yep. Genius. If you haven't seen it, it it sort of focuses on though on the the legal battle of of the how Winkle, Winkle did twins. the Winklevoss twins actually come up with the idea? Did Mark Zuckerberg steal it? That that's kind of the focus of that. But yeah. brilliantly done. But, but then so then you fast forward today, they've got two billion users around the world. Now the question I've got. Oh, I, sorry, the question I got a lot this week was, but, but Trev, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And you know what? I, I honestly say that when you look at the totality of what Facebook has achieved and is achieving for society, which mm. sounds very noble, mm. I think it's a good thing. It's changed everything. Like, it, like the fact that my mum doesn't need to ring me every day to find out what the kids are doing because mm. she sees it. When I post it, when Amanda posts it, or my brother and sister post it. I've seen, yesterday I saw my my little niece go go to school for the first time, a little photo. The night before I saw her getting excited about being ready. This morning she's catching the bus. All this information, I haven't spoken to my sister in months. She doesn't answer a phone. Pick up the phone, mate. No, she doesn't. No, she, oh, no, mate. You, you, you call her, mate, she doesn't answer. I could call her. Jeez. She does not answer. Really? Okay, she's text her. Have it a text. awful on the phone. Yeah, she'll text, text a million him. times, but, but right. I don't need to. Okay. Because I know little Katinka. He's on a bus Good on a way to school for the first God time. Bless her. It's very exciting. It Face, is. Without Facebook, yes, you could have yeah. emailed. So let's just like wind back here. And uh, not 15 years ago, but remember, 15 years is when it launched at Harvard. Another yeah. two years after that. It was that September 06 when anyone could get on it. So, you know, it was a long way forward that other things happened. But um, I, uh, mate and I, had uh, an idea for a website. In fact, when Jackson was born. So 11 years ago. So it was around the same time. In terms of sharing, we built a, a website platform we called Family Site, which allowed me to upload photos into a gallery and, you know, updates. You know, so we'd put up weekly updates of what was happening at Jackson. Uh, and then we had one for Victoria. And we, we sold these things. People just wanted, you know, little photos. There was no way to simply share photos with people. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have the cloud on the scale we do now. S- sending emails, a five meg email would slow your computer down so you couldn't attach photos. <laughs> you, this is... The scale of what's changed, and our kids yeah. will never remember this, but that's how it was before Facebook. And Absolutely. Just the sharing of photos and now video and location and all these cool things that Facebook allows you to do, it is a phenomenal change, and I do think in terms of connecting society, they've done a brilliant job. Absolutely right, and it's it's uh, you, you got to remember that for a lot of people, and I've said this before, Facebook is their internet. That they they're yeah. on Facebook. That's their world. That that that's online to them. Yeah. And there's other uh, uh, Facebook have taken advantage of that uh, with the ability to target advertising to people, and you got a lot of data on there, and then that has led to some other controversies, Cambridge Analytica breaches, etc. Yep. But Facebook were you got to remember there was kind of no roadmap for Facebook. That they they launched and and they, they just hit they lightning struck and. There was they were finding their way as we were finding our That's way right. too. So customers, we were kind of shaping the platform. The reason I say that is because they were, when they weren't the first social media platform, no. they, they came out when MySpace was already established, and I was working at News News Corp when they acquired MySpace for like six hundred million dollars, and immediately tried to monetize it. They tried to really drill it for re- advertising revenue, whereas Facebook kind of hung off that early and let the customer, the user, shape the platform. Yes. And that's why they're still around today. MySpace, gone. <laughs> so, good night. And the, because the, remember the original controversy about Facebook wasn't data. It wasn't Cambridge Analytica. It was, you've changed the news feed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember they it changed the look? <laughs> it looks different. <laughs> what? Put it back where there were campaigns. Put Facebook back how it was. Yeah. And the biggest, yeah. the biggest uh, uh, demonstration of Facebook's, Facebook's success at getting people to share information is also one of their biggest negatives, which is people sharing false information. Like Facebook is going to charge you for access now uh, if you don't if you don't paste these terms and conditions you in don't your share status this, right now. You get two Qantas free tickets if you share yeah, this. Yeah. Like hello, uh, yeah. yeah. So JB High Five uh, vouchers. Bunnings don't give away vouchers on, uh, on Facebook man, breaking man, news. Man, but man. Well, I mentioned. Can I mention yep. too that Facebook? Um, over the years, obviously, become a massive company, but they've, mm. they've also, I don't know whether people are aware, they own Instagram. Remember they but bought again, them in 2012? the second biggest question was, well, who's yeah. the biggest competitor? Oh, yeah. the biggest competitor is Instagram, which they, and they own it. <laughs> and, but how about what they, I remember we talked about this at the time in 2012. Let's bring back we, the audio. We thought a billion dollars, wow, a billion dollars. Yeah. I think now that's change for that. Oh, That'd yeah. be worth, it'd be worth a hundred billion now, Instagram. Yeah. Well, if Facebook's worth four sixty something or four twenty, I can't remember billion. 
Mate, Instagram's got to be. It's got to be fifty at least. It's got, mate. It's got to be fifty to hundred. So they've they've uh, made a hundred times what they spent. But but critically, it's not. Um, it's not in terms of its its value to the business. I don't think it's contributing yeah. in terms of revenue that yeah. that high percentage. But in terms of its future, oh, so yeah. because I think that's the thing about Facebook. Now they they had no plan, but now they'd have a roadmap and they'd go right here. Well, let's just assume that Facebook plateaus here. Yeah. Because people will, uh, it will, you know, young kids maybe not won't go on it, but yeah. Instagram's where they'll go. Well, and, that and is we've actually got them captured. Your, your kids are too young to be on social media, but mine are, and Facebook to them is a relic. Facebook mm. is what mum and dad uses. Mm. They're all on Instagram and Snapchat. They're, I think they've, they've left Facebook behind, so that's an issue for them too. But Instagram, they own Instagram as well. The other, the other platform they own is WhatsApp, yeah, which they paid I think nineteen billion for in twenty fourteen. So imagine paying one billion for Instagram and nineteen for bloody WhatsApp. That's inflation. That's, <laughs> my, that's do you know what that is? It's stupid. Well. The world I, think, is, I think WhatsApp's worth way more than nineteen billion now, though. How, mate? It doesn't make any uh, money. Uh, well, it just—you've never paid for WhatsApp, no, have you? No, but but you think about what they've got now. They've got this um, this huge amount of data. This but, but cache the mes- of data. The messages are encrypted. They don't know what we're saying. But they've got user information. Our, all our all our. I our, I am yet to see the business case yeah. for WhatsApp, and I use it fifteen hundred times a day. Yeah, look, it's 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 bigger addiction than anything else to me. WhatsApp, we use it all the time. Yeah, so I get it. And they've talked about having like WhatsApp. So the, one of the future points of WhatsApp is like a WhatsApp business. So as a business, you can have WhatsApp so yeah. that people can contact you and stuff. So I think charging for that makes some mm. sense. But then, how, oh, mate? I just don't see it. And this is the thing. Maybe they do. Maybe they've got a boardroom. Maybe they've got a, a whiteboard. But. I, don't, I see Instagram's value much higher than WhatsApp's, but I understand the user base question is is critical. So that so that Facebook can say we've got ten trillion users because we've got all the WhatsApp. There, there's no advertising in WhatsApp, is there? No, not yet. No, and it's yeah. free. Yeah, and well, and so is Facebook, and so is Instagram. But I'll tell you right now, if they wanted to charge me three bucks a month, I'd pay it. Yeah. Oh, it's. A, I think WhatsApp a huge is the first. And and smartest way, Instagram. Uh, sorry, Facebook as a corporate mm. could run subscription. Yeah, I would pay for. But, what but the about, problem, what problem I have with that is WeChat and others, which are just as big in China and yeah, similar concepts, bigger, yeah, free. And then you'll have Tim Cook stand on stage and say, "Well, let's tell you all about iMessage, which yeah, is free." I think a WhatsApp may go down the WeChat route, where WeChat and we've seen this in China Payments. ourselves. It's all money. You can pay everything. You do everything on WeChat. So they'd be clipping the ticket like Apple Pay would clip the ticket. Mm. That could be maybe the future for WhatsApp as well. We don't know. If you have yeah. an idea of what the future of WhatsApp is, do let us know. Uh, two bucks talking tech. Thanks to uh, Netgear and Uniden. Uh, send us your feedback on uh, Twitter or, uh, hey, even Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. We're you're both on Instagram. Yeah. What are you? At Stephen at Fennick. At Stephen Fennick, yeah. On Trevor Long. A-U. A-U. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got at Trevor Long on Twitter though, have you? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm at Steve. I've got little, at Stephen Fennick everywhere. Little pimply Americans got Trevor Long. Uh, on Instagram. Have you made your mind off on mate? Mate. Regular. Have you really? Yep. Does he post a lot or? No. He doesn't that's the thing, he doesn't use it a lot. Right. I'm like, mate, what, what do you a, need? What do you what is what do worth? you need? What's it worth to you? What, like, what do you need? <laughs> what I've said. I might contact him, I might become his agent. Mate, can you? <laughs> Just reach out and say, mate, I don't think I'll be twenty percent twenty percent and I'll yeah. be charging you big money. I'd pay a thousand. A thousand? Yep. Mate, that's, that's my number. That's nothing for that. What thousand? It's a he'll, name. He'll laugh at your thousand. No, when you get out of bed for a thousand, he'll say to you, "Nah, he, that's stupid." Any more than that, he's kidding. Well, the fact you that think? you're contacting him, wanting it, probably not good that I've put out cre- my number yeah, here. On you've created, you've created. Yeah, he who name he, he who or he or yeah. she who names the number loses. Mm. Who comes up with the first number loses. Everyone just follow him and and flood him. <laughs> just follow <laughs> at Trevor Long on Instagram. Denial of service. And send him send him tech questions. Yeah, because then he'd say, "What's he'd this?" Driven cuckoo. He'd be like, "Mate, I'm not that guy." Yeah. that's what we need. That's okay. what I need. Everyone follow at Trevor Long on Instagram. Yeah, uh, who's a teenager in? He might be. Mate. He's graduated, so could, he's this, like, could this be breaking the law? I suggested no. harass a teenager online. Oh, no. Could this be? Illegal? I did not say harass. I said just follow him and ask okay, him a tech question and ask him tech questions. Bombard him. Just with tech one. Questions, uh, each person one. Okay, we've got a lot of listeners. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to have the bloke understand. Okay. We could we could get a potential. we could get a crash course in the Instagram legal service yeah. uh, shortly in the cease and desist laws. Yes, as well. possibly. Two blokes talking tech.
And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear and their uh, Orbi Wi-Fi solutions are exactly what you need at home and not just in your man cave, not just in the office where the, uh, where the, where the router is. You can set Orbi up across your home because Orbi is a system. Uh, it is a, uh, a mesh Wi-Fi system that gives you ultimate Wi-Fi all across your home. And there's also an outdoor extender now. $4.99 at JB Hi-Fi is the price you'll find, and it's available at other retailers. The Orbi AC3000 outdoor Wi-Fi mesh extender will add on to your existing Orbi system to give you great Wi-Fi over the pool, the backyard, the barbecue, whatever it is. But here's the tip. If you've got a reasonable Wi-Fi network at home already, perhaps you've got a smaller home and that, well, that Wi-Fi router from your ISP is okay, you can actually add the Orbi Outdoor as an extender to bring that uh, single network outside the home. So a range of solutions. Uh, you'll find them at major retailers. Netgear, Orbi is the best in the business when it comes to giving you the ultimate Wi-Fi solution throughout your home. And the Orbi Voice is now on sale as well, giving you Alexa built in. Check it out now, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. It feels so wrong to complain about a price rise of $2. <laughs> but Stan's prices have gone up by $2. Now, critically, their base price, not changing. $10 still. That, that didn't change when they put their prices up uh, a couple of years ago. And it hasn't changed now. So the base entry price so they can advertise stand from ten dollars stays there. the same. But, but that, remember well, that's SD that you don't get all. But remember, yes, you get one screen to watch and you get standard definition. Yep. What was twelve dollars a month is now fourteen, and what was fifteen is now seventeen. And that fourteen dollars a month gets you three screens to watch, but not in four K. Uh, you get it in HD, and for seventeen bucks a month, you get four screens at any one time. Uh, and five devices you can download onto in 4K. It's 17 bucks. It's pretty cheap, bloody good. Still cheaper than Netflix. Uh, the print, the, the top end, Premium, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. But Netflix, I think, give you one extra screen. They get, you get five. Five. Yeah. You know what? I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with them putting the price up because mm. their the content library is exceptional now. The uh, Disney exactly, edition. Yeah, oh, that's huge. The, yeah. the big question for Which me is in, tw- Star Wars. in 12 months from now, if Disney launches their own service in Australia... And Stan loses the Disney. Yeah, does does the price go back down, or do they keep no. pushing? See, that doesn't because no. that would be crazy. No. Um, look, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of good series, exclusive series. They've billions really, whoever, coming back soon. Yeah, March gets back, but uh, whoever whoever's their buyer or whatever you call it, whoever's mm. acquiring the content, is really smart. And a lot a lot of the a lot of the shows have been have won Emmys, been nominated for all these awards. So uh, that. That's obviously the selling point. That's the point of difference. The only point of difference to Netflix because if you if there's a great show and you can only watch it on one service, then you've got to get that service. The big, I think it's important now that Stan has gotten to a point. The only difference is they're not getting the button on people's remotes because they're not as um, either, yeah, they're not doing but the right a, deals. There's apps or on whatever. TVs though. My, my point is just that's the only difference. They're yeah. they're on the TVs. I don't see them on the remote a lot. Whereas Netflix is you know part of the deal is to be on the remote. Yep. Um, but they're on every platform. So in terms of comparing Netflix and Stan, it's like comparing Channel 9 and Channel 7. Yeah. Like it's just a content yeah. decision. Which movie do you like? Which yeah. sport do you like? Which, you know, as a kid, you, 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 your parents or you would all – you had a channel. It was your favourite channel. Mm. It was because they were – like the A-Team was on what? Channel 10? Yeah. I don't know. But that was the your A-team. channel because the A-Team <laughs> was on, right? Yeah. MASH. You know, you, had, you went to a Still channel for content. Still have not watched an episode of MASH in my life. Mate, oh, still have not done it. I, I just it just got through the just slipped through mate, the cracks. The, the the abuse that I cop yeah. from you For not about not watching Star- that rubbish Star Wars, uh, <laughs> and you haven't watched Alan Alda and one of the greatest TV shows. I'm aware in of history it. Of I know all about I'm it. I'm aware of it, but I've never I've never actually watched an episode. Mate, fire it up. Yeah, well, <clears> do you know where where would do you I watch like it? it? Where would I watch it? No, I've got the box set behind I've got you. Box. You've got, got the it. box I've got, set. I've got it all. I've got it anyway. Is it on one of the one of the streaming channels? I, d- I don't you know. I don't think it is. I might have to get it out on uh, get the box set. Out. I don't think it is. Yeah. I uh, that's well, I'd like one. to put that out there to to our listeners. Well, what's the best show you've never seen, and the best movie you've never seen? And if any of you answer Star Wars, I'll be very upset. Like, what's the best movie? I like asking people. What's the best movie how, you've how, never seen? Well, so I don't know. I haven't biggest, seen it. Biggest name of a movie? Like, have you seen The Godfather? Oh, I think I have seen it. Have but you I seen don't The Wizard of Oz? It. 
You, you can't watch uh, Mashal and Stan or anything. No. It's on Apple TV. Okay. You can but buy that's, it. We um, saw the Wizard slightly, of Oz I've seen. Yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, seen. Yeah, have you seen... Um, Sound of Music I fell asleep through. Citizen Kane, you've seen Citizen Kane? No, Considered the best movie of all time, not by so. me, but by others. So, that, that's, so that's I'd love to hear from people the best movie or TV show they've never seen. There'll be some people, believe it or not, that have said they've never watched Seinfeld. Have, well, you, have you heard? I've heard people say that as well. Listen, let me give you a little tip here, people. If you haven't watched Seinfeld, unsubscribe. <laughs> we don't want you. We're fans. We don't we, want we, you. We've done shows about it. We've done shows about <laughs> it. The, the, I'm going to flip it on its head and say, fine, contact us with the best show you haven't seen. But I'm also yeah. going to say, hit us up, best movie ever. But also, while we're on the stand and streaming subject, what's your favourite your favorite show that you're streaming? Whether it's on Netflix, whether it's on Stan. We're talking about Stan right now, but... I mean, look, we could give you so many questions. Because that, that, that could decide for people. Like, I've, I've recommended billions and all these shows, and they go, right, I'm going to get Stan. And I've, I've, people have no, subscribed no, totally. on my recommendation. And, and look, we I think we love Stan most because it's got West Wing, it's got Seinfeld, there's a yeah. bunch of those things on there. I'll tell you, though, interesting, and this may be another good question for people, all. what's the show that's not on Stan or Netflix that you really wish was. Yeah. So, so MASH, for example. Okay. Because I, I yep. guarantee you Stephen would have watched some MASH if it was on Stan or Netflix because yeah. you would have just downloaded it from, for a, a flight or something. Yep. Oh, I'll tell you, the, the biggest show, 24. Yeah. Because my wife's just started re-watching it. That's I, a great I saw, show. Saw my That's a great binging show, isn't it? Came into the lounge room and she's, she's, she's touched the Xbox. And I'm going, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Because she's never touched an Xbox in her life. Uh-huh. And I went, you just, what do you, oh, she put a DVD in the Xbox. We got the box set of 24. Yeah. She's re-watching. So she's wow. re-watching 24. That's purpose built for streaming, streaming services. Streaming, isn't it? Because you want to watch another episode. Bingeable. Yes. I can remember when it was on once, once a week and you think, oh man, how is another Kiefer, week. How's Kiefer not done anything with Netflix after doing Designated Survivor? Unbelievable. It would have come up as the recommended, you know, yeah. show. What's doing? Like but in terms that's, of that's acquisition a Fox, and rights. That's a Fox property, right? So who do Fox... I don't know. What's the story there? I don't know how all that works. Yeah. What What about uh, Designated Survivor? Is that coming back or is that is it done? Uh, I think... It kind of ended, th- you know, a little bit... Oh, I, I didn't I didn't finish it. It got boring. Yeah, it's sort of... It, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but something pretty big happens and um, he has to continue and it just kind of stopped dead yeah. at the end of the second Pardon season. The pun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought about. Um, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. Anyway, yeah. look, I don't think people are going to be too upset about a two dollar price Not rise. At all. Still from ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month give, allows you to sample it, and then you can yeah. up the quality from there. But the quality, the quality of the shows we're getting, the, this the whole phenomenon of streaming services, a lot on demand services, has changed the game. Yeah, there's shows being made just for this. Like, there's yeah. no, they don't make shows. Uh, we're going to make a show, see who picks it up, like they used to in the old days. Mm. Now Netflix are making movies. They're making their own TV shows. Stand, they're making movies and TV shows as yeah. well. They're acquiring them from showcase no, in the US them as well. Like no Stand in, in Australia, exactly in Australia, they also had a show, a movie, Bloom. the second uh, Bloom is another one of yeah. theirs. Wolf uh, Creek, I haven't Wolf Creek, Wolf Creek. The, the, you know, the, yes, they the did. Series, yeah, yeah. So there's a. There are shows that are being made for Stan and Netflix, but here's my other question: How do they? How do they then? Is it just put purely on hoping to build up subscriber numbers that they make money? Like, is there going to at one point be a saturation point where they've got X number of subscribers, and no matter how many new shows they're making, they're just not getting any more customers? How how do they fund this then? Yeah, well, how I does mean- it work? Well, Netflix are making things like Netflix have made a movie that's been nominated for a, the best picture. You got to Oscar. Remember, Netflix has got 130 countries. True. So they've got a bunch of revenue. Whereas True. Stan, you know, might have uh, you know a million users, but active users, active accounts, they yeah. might have 600, 700 thousand. It's a lot of money every month, maybe, but maybe yeah. the cost of delivery of the system. You got to remember. So before you even buy or um or, or have a product made. The, the cost of, of delivering it to people is difficult. So anyway, give us your feedback on the streaming services. Uh, hit us up uh, on Twitter at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennick. Well, Sonos is a brand that we all know, mm. uh, known for quite a while. They, they were kind of the pioneers of, of multi-room audio, streaming yep. audio, through controlling it all through an app. They were one of the earliest companies to come up with that idea and have had huge success ever since. But their latest announcement is a partnership with Sonance, which is uh, a, a prestigious uh, in-wall speaker company. 
so they've, they've partnered with them to produce what they call architectural speakers, so the right. in-wall, in-ceiling, so they're kind of hidden away. Rather than you having a, a device on a shelf or on a bench top, they're more discreet. They're in the wall, they're in the ceiling. Uh, there's outdoor speakers as well. Uh, so you can have your multi-room audio, but not having the speakers uh, intruding into your decor. Yeah, so basically you can have flush with the ceiling speakers, yeah. Flush with the walls, or the or a proper weatherproof outdoor speaker for the pool area, or whatever, so that you've got uh, you know really solid uh, you know sound system. Yeah. Which for many people, Sonos is their thing. You know, they've got the speakers. Maybe you've moved from renting, or, or or you've moved into a new home, or you're building a new home. This says, well, hang on, I do love my Sonos. I'm going to go. I'm mm. going to go hard. So get yeah, installed. you do need to also connect them to the Sonos amp, mm-hmm. which uh, not only powers them because these are passive speakers. So the uh, you get the uh, the amp not only connects them all and powers them, but also uh, gives them that connectivity for them to be. You can stream yes. to you can stream to this the speakers in the lounge room in the in the bedroom. It's kind of like taking a, a Sonos box and pulling it apart, taking the speakers yeah. and the wire out and, and threading it through that through the house because that's, that's right. it's a fully installed system. To, uh, it that, is. The, the, the speakers are not wireless. No. They, 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 they need they, to be installed. And powered and cabled. That's and the point correct. here is this is not for you to go down to the shops and buy. This is, you know, the kind of people like yeah. Audio Hub in Perth or DME Hi-Fi, they still yeah. exist. Um, you know, audio uh, home theatre installation people will be loving this because it Absolutely. means they can sell... Uh, a fully installed Sonos system. Because it's, it's ideal if you're like doing a renovation or if you're building a place. If you're yeah. building, you can do all the pre-wiring. That's what we did here. And I've got some in-ceiling in speakers back there. Mm-hmm. And I've got in, in my lounge room, our living area, we've got in-ceiling speakers. And yep. I've got the waterproof outdoor speakers, which is mm-hmm. part of the deal now with Sonos, uh, for them to include. This is uh, the, the, what, what is also going to come through the amp also is their true play technology. So you know how at the moment you put a Sonos speaker in a room and you walk around it with the app and it, it can optimise the sound for the room? Right. So that's going to be brought to these in-wall and in-ceiling speakers, which I've, ne- I've never heard of before, uh, that being able to do that with a, a speaker of that kind. Yeah. So they're going to be able to optimise for the room that they're in uh, you know the size of the room, the furnishings of the room, so I can deal with all that to give you the better sound. Yeah, look, it's yeah. as I said, it's niche, it's high end, but it's kind of like Sonos doubling down mm. on their well-known, well-branded ecosystem of multi-room audio. And I, th- I would argue that essentially Bose have probably got the lead on them in the installation space mm. because you know Bose a lot of people, have in, in wall. That's and right. Speakers, so a lot yeah. of people when they're mm. getting that, they go, "I'll oh, put some Bose speakers in," and they, then yeah. they get a Bose system. Whereas now they can say, oh, "Wait a minute." Yeah. yeah, I've got a Sonos. Well, Sonos. let's just let's just or, upgrade. Or Sonos, because you, yeah. you can keep your Play One and your, and your all, all those other things, and they all link. Yeah. Yes, they're all still part of the Sonos. System. And actually, the, the speakers you see in the ceiling behind you—they're they're Sonos speakers. Right. So they're already very well established in this space. The fact that Sonos have now partnered with them uh, to provide that connection to the amp and all that—that's really going to uh, really going to improve them. The other thing you can do as well. Is see how we've got to. I've got to set up here with the floor speaker, so the yep. speakers are very visible. Mm. If you didn't like that, you could have in-wall speakers uh, all around you and still set it up as a home theater. Uh, so you could have the HDMI arc, so you can make it your TV mm-hmm. system, your movie system as well. So there's a lot of possibilities there, and for those who don't want their speakers to be out on display, they want them a bit more discreet. Then mm. that's that's the way to go. Wouldn't want to come in here and just. Bump one of those speakers by a millimeter because you had them, you know, strategically, uh, world class, you know, set up. Yeah, and, and I know. I've I've moved them. I, I know where they go because because what, what what if I move that speaker? Like if I need to get in behind the sta- the 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 case the mm. case there, um, I can. You can tell where they went because they've got uh, spikes on the bottom, uh-huh. so they they spot so they the spike goes through the carpet so that they they don't move. There's no vibration. Yeah, so I can tell where they where they go. It's like a little footprint they've got. Okay, well, yeah. I just didn't want to be <laughs> responsible for someone getting in real all big good. trouble. No, no, all good. I can imagine you losing your mind. No, not at all. No, not at all. Well, but I used I used to have in wall speakers there on the left and right. Yeah, until you got the until JBLs. we got the JBL system. So that that the the new speaker actually covered. You can probably just see a little mark on the bottom where the the in wall speaker used to go, but. Uh, all good now. Very Sounds good. Much better. If you want details, if you're uh, building a new home or renovating, check out the uh, the Sonos uh, new system with uh, in-wall, in-ceiling, and a beautiful set of outdoor speakers as well, all linked to the Sonos amp. Techguide.com.au and EFTM.com. Two Talking Tech.
You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Two Blokes Talking Tech is proudly sponsored by Uniden, and they've got a uh, an excellent new wire-free 4G camera. Their AppCam Solo is now 4G compatible. They've got a new model that you can place anywhere. If you have a property, you might have a boat at the marina, you might have an area where you want to keep an eye on, but there's just no Wi-Fi network, you can use the AppCam Solo 4G. So it takes a 4G SIM card, uh, and you can also pair it with a solar panel. So you, it's constantly being topped up so there's no need to replace the battery recharge the battery and you can keep an eye on things on your remote property you might have a, a boat maybe down at down at the dock you might want to keep an eye on a holiday house uh, it just really opens it up for a lot of customers there's a large the 7800 milliamp hour battery which is going to last a long time anyway but adding that solar panel really helps it as well you can even add camouflage silicon sleeves so that they don't stand out so you can uh, you kind of hide them rather than being in plain sight. It also has all the same features that you'll find on the Uniden cameras, including two-way talk. They've got the thermo sense as well, which can detect heat and movement, so you're not getting the false notifications. Later on in the reviews, we're going to talk about the new Uniden camera that you can pan and tilt. But if you do, if you have a, a remote property or somewhere where you just want to put a camera without having to rely on Wi-Fi, the AppCam Solo 4G and add it add it with a solar panel that could be your solution more details at uniden.com.au uh, I see Matt and the team at Audible are spending money again um, it's been a year since Michael Bolton Rebel Wilson Rebel oh, I'm seeing ads of her on That's a great. bus and uh, yeah I don't get it there's well, explain to me what they're doing. I'll explain doing. to you what they're doing. I'm a big fan of Audible. I'm always I've got an audio book on the go every time. Every I'm okay. always listening to an audio book. Um, right big now? fan of Audible. Yep. I'm listening right, right to now. Yep. How can you listen to me I, and an I audio mean, book? You know what I mean. I've got one going at the moment. It's called uh, <laughs> Evil Has a Name. It's about the gold Golden State Killer and how they found him. I've just decided on a new bucket list item I want. I want to read an audio book. You listen to an audio book. No, I want to read an audio book. <laughs> <laughs> and have you listened to it without you knowing? Oh, you mean you? I, gonna, I want. I want to be I the voice. voice. I want to be the voice of an audio book, and I want you to go right. I'm going to this one. This one. Yeah. Boom, I'm going to click it, and then it's going to be me going. Okay. It was a warm, sunny day. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, and then you go, oh crap, it's a seven hour book. Yeah, that's a short one. How long mate, is a book? Well, no, uh, usually about seven to ten hours is sort of average size. But I've heard, I've heard books that are like fourteen, fifteen hours. Anyway, move on. Anyway, yeah, the whole campaign is about starring Rebel Wilson, and she's really good in this. They're kind of taking the uh, the campaign is like a they've made it like a political campaign where they've they've say their their goal is to make words great again because uh, their research says that a lot of people are sort of the words we're hearing are really depressing and from uninspiring leaders and dishonest politicians and we're we're getting bombarded by these negative words and. But if uh, with an audio book you can find words that are inspiring and can give you a whole uh, a whole new outlook on life, and in the in it the, does also you're right because there's a thing about I mean this is going to sound ridiculous but oh, Harry's weirdly just started looking at books like solidly weirdly outside, good and outside of just our normal reading at night he's now like him. oh I'm up to this chapter I'm like oh good on you buddy to him and he's seven um, yeah. and I was reading with him last night and he goes what's that word and I went oh you know so you got to remember that's what books do they expose you to words. Yeah. Uh, in context, and yeah. that's so the theory behind make words great again is fun politically, but it's also about you know saying you're right. We, the rubbish that we read oh, yeah. is not the the true language that we have. But the beauty of an audio book, and, and like, I'm I'm an I'm an avid reader. Okay, I read. I've got a physical book on the go. I've got an audio book on the go, and I've got a non-fiction book on the go plus, at, at, all, at all times. Plus, plus got, I work, I run a website too, and, and he watches <laughs> movies, but he hasn't got time to watch Mash. Okay, I'll, yeah, just, I'll just funny, let you dwell funny, on that, folks. Know, just let you funny, dwell on that. Funny. But the beauty of an audio book is that you can hear it where you normally couldn't read a book. Like, I, I wouldn't read a book when I'm driving, for example. Yeah, of course. And I, I wouldn't read a book when I'm when I'm on a run or in the gym. Okay. And I, I wouldn't read a book uh, walking through the shopping centre. But with an audio book, you've got it right there. And, and it's... It's because you're listening rather than actually using your eyes and it's the physical act of reading. You've got you've got a bit more 
you can appreciate the story and, and understand it a bit more and, and take it in. So rather, it, it, you're being told the story. to give it a go again. Oh, mate, it's brilliant. I've, I really you know what like I've got it. to do? Because I've told you, I've given it a go, but I've only ever given it a go on a plane. Yeah. I've got to stop doing that. Put it in the car. Yeah, well, yeah. podcasts are my car thing, so maybe yeah, it's I, mean, I listen to podcasts too, but the audio book is called a more your long form, sort of you can, you're up to a certain chapter and, mate, I've got to tell you, a lot of the non-fiction. though? Does it? No, well, whatever, you can stop wherever you want, but what, what I'd like to do, I, I tend to, slightly more non-fiction and books and biographies I have on all, on audio books. Yes. Like one of the best audio books, two of the best audio books were biographies. Mm. One was the Elon Musk biography, which is fascinating. That was a great audio book. I tried it. fell asleep. Did you? <laughs> the other was uh, the book about Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. It was called Shoe Dog. Brilliant audio book. And, and it really also comes down to the performer, to the guy, the guy or girl reading the book. Because in, in the case of fiction – it's a performance. They're, they're putting on slightly different yes. voices of the characters, and, and there are some great uh, narrators, just fantastic. And it Stephen really adds Fry. to the uh, – yeah, well, you, there's celebrities. Kate Winslet, I think, reads books. What I like, too, is there are some authors that read their own books, like Hillary Clinton read Mate, her that's book. that's their next campaign. I'm yeah. telling you. Like, yeah. this, is, this is the next campaign, just for the, uh, for the people at Audible. Um, they go, Stephen Fry reads books. Kate Winslet reads books, and they just list all these celebrities that read books, and it sounds like they're saying they do. They, they no, do no, that already. No, 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 yeah. Marketing-wise, yeah. like just imagine the imagine the billboard just says Kate Winslet reads books. Yeah, but it looks like an ad for someone reading, reading like, a book. For books. Yeah, but what is it actually an ad for? Is to listen read the to book Kate, to you. To yeah. Kate, that's right. Smart. And so the, the Kate Winslet reads books, and it just in brackets to you. Yeah, like that's good. I'm sure Matt. What Gain, do you think of my sure, marketing? I'm sure Matt Gaines. Uh, Rolling his eyes right, right now? now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit leave, me up, leave, mate. Leave it you know what? I'm prepared mate. to take just a small 5% commission on that yeah. ad buy. Leave it Leave it to the experts, mate. Oh, come on. Yeah. But uh, look, anyway, audio books, brilliant. You'll see it everywhere. Funny ad. Uh, All about orange. Orange headphones on the bloke and the bus. Orange headphones on everyone. A little bit of trivia, mate? No. Those headphones are actually laser headphones in the oh, ad. Oh, really? Laser. too, yes. Yeah, they're oh, laser the headphones. Yeah, so shout out to Chris Lau, our mates at there and... Uh, he uh, got into the, got into the. Uh, I think is it because they were or, they were the only they, orange ones they, they just could bought find? them at Big W. They just went and found them. And they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need orange headphones, orange, and then oh, here we go, and they were the laser headphones. Bingo! Yeah, all right, check it out. Techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech well, we'll round it out, as always, with uh, some tech reviews, and we're going to kick it off with uh, a smart little new camera from Uniden, which gives you more than just a view into the room. It gives you a view around the room. Exactly right. And uh, there, are, uh, there are our sponsors, Uniden, uh, the AppCam X56. This is brand new. This only came out this week, this camera. And you know how a normal security camera, you, you position it, you've got a decent angle to view, a nice wide angle, and you're kind of stuck with that angle. But with this, this is a pan and tilt and even zoom camera. So this gives you 355 degrees of movement. So you can pan around the room. Look behind you up on the shelf here. That's yeah, I'm actually being there watched. right there. I'm being watched. So uh, you can pan up to 90 degrees. Uh, sorry, uh, pan up to 355 degrees, uh, tilt 90 degrees, as well as zoom. Uh, this is also compatible with Google Assistant as well. So you can actually ask to see the stream on your TV Shout or on out. your There's smart a, display. Uh, and that's happening with a bunch of new Unity yes, cameras all, as well. Yes, they're all being updated with Google Assistant. So uh, a really handy camera, all controlled through the app as well. Uh, you've got your two-way audio. You've even got motion control as well, so where it can detect someone walking across the room and it can actually follow them quickly as well. My only my only uh, negative about the camera, it just takes a little bit of getting used to to sort of move the camera smoothly. It, it tended to be very sensitive, and before I knew it, I was on the other side of the room. I had to really yeah. uh, sort of take my time with it. Uh, you do have to bring your own SD card, which is the case with most cameras nowadays. Uh, you can store stuff locally or in the Uniden cloud. And uh, it is priced at $199.95, but really handy, can be can be uh, set as it, on, its, on its stand, can be mounted upside down on a ceiling. So then you can just, just flip the image in the app as well. So really good for those areas that you want to monitor, actively monitor, that can't be covered by one camera. So the AppCam X56. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Network-attached storage device 
that's, NAS. That's what we've got from Synology, the disk station DS-119J. Now, this is an entry-level NAS. For, for people who maybe have never heard of a NAS before but are interested in having network-attached storage, this is a really good example. It's 125 bucks. It's only got a single bay, so you've got to put your own hard drive in it, uh, and then that connects it to your network and allows you to have a, basically your own personal cloud system. So you can store stuff. You can uh, put your multimedia content on there have your files on there, and the beauty of having it connected not only in your network, it allows you to attach to link to it from your TV, from other devices on your network, but you can also access the files and, and documents remotely as well. So you can be on the other side of the world and think, oh, I need, I need that file, and you can hook into the, the DS-119J, which has a, a feature called Quick Connect, which means you don't have to go into the complicated port forwarding settings of your modem. It just works across even if you're uh, not not on your own network so really handy not only for storing your files but also for creating backup to your computer but also too now we were talking about security cameras there's also uh, an app you can install to give you a place to store all your surveillance so you can have all your cameras feeding into the nas as well really easy to set up as i said it's an entry-level product 125 dollars, but that doesn't include the hard drive you can choose a capacity hard drive 3.5 and 2.5 inch uh, SATA drives can be inserted there and you can choose whatever capacity you want but that's not included in the $125 price the disk station DS119J from Synology check it out techguide.com.au And that's a wrap, episode 377. Thanks to the good people at Nitgear and Uniden. We'll be back again next week, I think. Why not, Stephen? You Absolutely, know, yeah. We an, need to the... put it in the diary, mate. Oh, okay. We'll do that before I leave. All right, I okay. promise. Okay. I'll just make sure I know what's going on. Anyway, 378 next week. Stephen, it's been lovely to see you here yeah. in the Tech Guide studio. So next week it'll be passport time or we'll have to uh, work that out. We'll, we'll work it I'll out. I'll have my people talk to your people uh, that's and they'll let us know. <laughs> sure. And then, and then I'll change the plans at the last minute like I did this week. Good. Thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig.